wait. <laughs> wait a minute. What the fuck? Uh, let's start with a happy Thanksgiving because that's what day it is. It's Thanksgiving Day. Um, but I like to go a little, a little deeper than that. Um, when it comes to Thanksgiving, what are we, what are we celebrating? Um, family gathering over a meal tradition. I could get into the rest of it, but I mean, you've been to history or social studies, you know, you know what it's about, right? Taylor week. Anyway, we mm. light my cigarette cause I'm about to get angry and I like to have a cigarette when I'm angry. Um, I had a very interesting experience yesterday, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm going to give some context as to how I got to where I am right now. Um, my daughter, my youngest daughter, eight years old, she's making a cup of noodle. Here's the scenario in the kitchen. And uh, <laughs> she's pouring the water in the cup. Uh, and a little bit gets on her hand and it, it causes a burn. Okay? Long story short... It's pretty red. It's clearly a first-degree burn. Um, and within less than 24 hours, she's already forgotten all about it. And she's mostly concerned now with just going outside and playing. Probably plays that night till about 9 o'clock, comes in, takes a shower, goes to bed, never thinks twice about the burn on her hand. All right? Uh, superficial. Goes to school the next day. This is Tuesday. Barely makes it all in the building from the lineup outside. And they pull her out, bring her to the nurse. And now, you know, I'm on the phone with the nurse and she's like, her hand is really bad. And I'm like, hold up, is it worse than it was this morning when I sent her? And she's like, I don't know what you saw, but this is horrible. And I was like, so it's more red? Because it was, it was a surface burn this morning. I'm curious, did it progress to something worse? Like, is it bubbling or what? You know what? You just got to come get her. She can't stay. And I'm like, okay, cool. On my way, right? Simple enough. Anyway, obviously it was a holiday uh, when I decided to record this. So I'm just going to pick up from where I left off. And it is clearly not the same day. But I am back in the car. And this is a podcast that I wanted to do in private because... Uh, you know, kids are sensitive. And even though I've expressed my feelings about the situation to them, they don't need to continue reliving this shitty situation um, that allegedly they were put in. Because honestly, it's really no difference to them. My kids are still doing the same shit they were doing the day before. But anyway, that was just a disclosure. Just to let you know, we don't give a fuck. Um, so... Mm. I get to the the school and, um, you know, the nurse is there, the head nurse, the one that I'm familiar with uh, for all these years that my kids have been in the school, Uh, one being a diabetic. So me and that nurse had a very intimate relationship. She attended walks for me with the charity for the JDRF. Um, You know, over the years, it's just been a lot of sentimental moments together. So we have a a decent connection. So I thought... Um, she hands me the note. I, uh, you know, this is what, what what we discovered. Next time you send her to school with an abrasion of any sort or any issue, please give us a note. Let us know that you know. Which was my first indication that something was wrong. Because why the fuck would I not know what the fuck is on my kid? Okay? Here's where it gets a little aggressive. So she goes, just at the bottom, have the doctor sign it. I said, what doctor? 
She goes, well, we need you to bring her to a doctor. This, she has to see a doctor for this. So I look at her hand again, and, and I, I laugh a little bit. because I'm not bringing her to the doctor for a first-degree burn. I put cream on it. That's the end of it. I'm not doing this. If it's unsightly, I will wrap her hand in gauze, uh, which will probably irritate her and be off by the end of the day. It's kind of like when I put her hair in a ponytail, and she comes out with a fucking fro. No. So she goes, no, we need, we need, just, just take her to the doctor. I said, well, mm, okay, whatever. You know what? I'm, I'm ready to go. It's nine o'clock in the morning. You've interrupted my nap time. I had a lot of work to do today. A lot of sheet rocking left over that I wanted to get done before Thanksgiving. Um, you know, considering I had to work the day before Thanksgiving, uh, I was a little pressed for time on Tuesday. So I get in the car with my daughter and she starts crying hysterical. And I'm like, are you in pain? Is there something wrong? What are the tears for? Um, please explain. So she proceeds to tell me that it's not fair. She, she didn't want to leave school. Every time she goes to the nurse and makes something up, <laughs> there's a confession I wish I got on fucking tape. Um, they never send her home. Now they're forcing her to go home. Her hand doesn't even hurt. I said, well, Emma, were you being, you know, your normal dramatic self and like making sure someone saw it um, and dragging it out? Or did they just, you know, assault you? And she's like, well, basically, I was standing online and I was rubbing my hand. And I guess they thought like I was trying to indicate that it hurt. And they pulled me off the line, yada, yada, got stuck in the nurse's office. Nobody was even looking at my hand. And she tells her side of the story as if this was all, you know, coincidental. But I know my daughter and I know that she loves attention. And I know that at some point she made it obvious that she had burned her hand because she thought she would get some sort of sympathy and maybe no homework or something like that. She's she's a very intriguing character, my eight-year-old. So <laughs> uh, I'm like, listen, it's not that big of a deal. You know, now you got an extra day off. I'm not staying home. I want to go to school, blah, blah, blah. And this is not the conversation I usually have with my daughter. It's usually how can I stay home? Um, I have a paper cut. I have uh, a headache. My lower back, the third disc, is slipped. She will Google it if she has to. That's the type of kid she is. So for her to be crying hysterical that she wants to stay in school unprompted, um, I'm concerned that this has been over, overemphasized, um, dramatized. And now I want justice for my child. So I had intended on keeping her home Wednesday because in the past, as I remember it, three kids deep, Wednesday we were off. We didn't have school Wednesday. It's the day before Thanksgiving. We're preparing. Family's coming in, blah, blah, blah. So I had, I had full intentions of keeping all of my children home that day because on top of that, I was working a morning shift, which leaves me out of work at 5, and I can't pick her up at 2.20. So... We get home, we discuss this, and she, she decides she really wants to go on Wednesday. She doesn't want to miss making butter. Now, a kid whose uh, burn is so severe that she has to be sent home wants to shake a fucking container of butter for a half hour um, in school. That, that's how bad the, the situation was for her, her hand. It, that's what she wanted to do in verses of staying home which she usually wants to do i just want to make that very clear um so i'm like all right whatever fuck it you know what lil's going to school that's my oldest because she's got to do makeup labs and she's responsible because that's how i'm raising them to be responsible i don't know 
Um, my son, he's all for it. Stay home, never go to school again, whatever you say, I'm down. So I, I have I have op- options here. So I say, you know what, Em, you go to school, live your best life. I'll have your brother pick you up. No big deal. We're a team. We're a family. We're a group. We get things done. We do we do for each other. He's going to come get you. He gets to stay home. That's his, his, uh, his pay. That's his pay for that day. So she's like, okay, bet. Excited, happy. Now she's happy. I've, I've, I've done it, right? I've made mom of the year. Wednesday comes, send her to school, go to work. No big deal. I'm still a little fired up because I had to watch my kid cry. And if you're a parent, you know what, what that does to you. Whether you caused it, they caused it, the teacher caused it, another kid caused it. You want justice for your tears, you know? Justice for your kid's tears. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking shit. I'm telling the story. And I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little frustrated from the time it happened till now. Uh, this is Wednesday morning. And, uh, you know, I get to work and I'm like, oh, good. A healthy distraction. I actually like being here. Let's, um... Let's just let that go for now. I do have plans. I, I intend to speak with the principal, um, let her know that the, there's a nurse out there just wilding out, making crazy calls and decisions. I don't know if she got a promotion or a raise, and now she, she thinks she's a medical doctor um, or whatever. She belongs in a psych ward. However you want to look at it, she's doing, she's doing outrageous things. She's doing the most for nothing. Um, and that's going to suffice because originally I was like, damn, I want to get a lawyer and sue for defamation of character. But, um, you know, whatever. Loss prevention. Let's just let it go. Uh, about 1030. I start work at 11. Mind you, I'm, I'm in early to set up. I get a phone call from none other than the nurse. Uh, I'm not going to say her name because this this may go into a legal situation and I don't want I don't want to be, you know, that guy. But anyway, so Nurse Justine calls me, and uh, this is not the nurse that I'm, you know, <laughs> used to. This is a sub-nurse. I'm going to call her a sub-nurse. I'm going to call her a, a nurse's assistant. Uh, I'm going to call her unprofessional. I'm going to call her a lot of things. But it doesn't matter because I'm going to call them to her face, and I'm going to call them to the principal, and I'm going to tell New York One, actually, you know, and Channel 7 because I have Verizon. We don't get New York One. So I want everybody to see it. You know what I mean? Um calls me up and says, uh, hey, Amanda, you know, I'm just calling to follow up on the doctor. Did you bring Emma to the doctor? Mind you, <laughs> I picked her up nine o'clock on a Tuesday, the week of Thanksgiving. Did you really think I was walking into my pediatrician? Now you're talking to a person who doesn't use urgent care because every time I have in the past, I've ended up in the emergency room anyway. Urgent care to me is a piece of shit clinic when you need a doctor's note, um, for a paper cut. I'm not going there for a first degree burn, which is what they would be most useful for. I'm going straight to my pediatrician who I pay thousands of dollars to know my children personally. I'm not bringing her to some fucking cold white walled clinic. I'm bringing her to the place where she's familiar, the one with Tangled on the wall. In one room, fucking Toy Story mural on the wall. In the other room, fun things to do in the actual doctor's office. I'm not fucking going on a Tuesday at 9 a.m. to an urgent care where everybody goes to get their fucking COVID test. I'm bringing her to a pediatrician. So I laugh when she asks me this question. I laugh audibly. Mm-hmm. If this was a written essay, it would be LOL. Um, and I say, no, for, <laughs> you know what? You know, I wasn't going to say anything. This is the exact conversation, just for the record. 
But I, I find it a little ridiculous that you're dragging this. I said, I'm not, I'm not bringing her to the doctor for a 30-minute drive to her pediatrician, a $25 copay, for the doctor to tell me it's a first-degree burn, something you should know as a nurse. There's several degrees of burn. This was a surface burn. This was a superficial skin irritation. And no, I'm not bringing her to the doctors. I said, if I do bring her to the doctors, you'll be the first to know because I'll get that paper signed while I'm there. But otherwise, no, that that's not even going to happen. Beyond that, I just feel like this is really dramatic. I, I want you to know. I want you to know that she cried the entire car ride home because you insisted that she shouldn't stay in school with her superficial first-degree burn, and I had to listen to her cry the entire time. No, I didn't bring her to the doctor. Then, then, then <laughs> furthermore, she goes, well, is she in school today? Yes, she absolutely is in school today. While I'm at work on a day that I wanted to keep her home because I can't pick her up, I have to send someone else to pick her up. And I don't know if you noticed, but I pick my kid up every single day. It's me, me there. Not only do I pick my kid up, but I pick other kids up. That's how trusted I am in the community. That's how, that's how strong people believe in me. So when I'm telling you that you made a mistake and you are dragging something that you're over dramatizing i want you to know that i want i think that you should know that because it's bothering me so deeply that i'm raising my voice she turns around and goes did you say you think i should know that i said absolutely you should absolutely know how to do your job now i'm at work doing my job and i have to go and i hung up and then i sat down and i told the story to a co-worker who has no children and has no idea you know, probably what the fuck I'm talking about as far as how frustrated I am, because she's never experienced that, but she was dutiful in listening to me rant and rave, and then after I said all that, I said, you know what, this bitch is probably going to call ACS on me, because I just rubbed her the wrong way, I basically told her she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, mm-hmm, because she doesn't, but that's, that's my opinion to God's ears, you know, and I am God, so fuck it, I bet you she's going to call ACS on me, and you know what? Sure as fucking shit. It's 4.30. I got a half hour left in my shift, give or take. And I get a phone call. I don't answer because it's just a number. Then I get a few texts. Then I get a phone call from my, uh, my ex-husband and a, a few texts. And I'm busy. I'm cleaning tables. I'm cashing out. I don't have time for this shit. You know, especially <laughs> none of this is important to me because you're calling me 900 times. I'm not calling you. I know where my kids are. I know where my money is. I know where I am. I don't give a fuck what you want from me right now. I'm at work. Um, so when I get a minute, I go out, I have a cigarette. I'm done with everything. Um, just waiting to make sure my drawer is good, which it was. And uh, I return the call to my ex-husband. What's the problem? He tells me, get this. He tells me there's detectives at the house and ACS and they need you. They need you to get there. And I said, well, I'll get there when I get there. Because again, I'm unfazed. I called this this morning. I knew this was going to happen. I didn't expect it to actually happen, but you know what? At least I knew it was going to happen. So I, I tell him, calm down. Calm down. Remember the story I told you the other day about the nurse? He said, yeah. I said, well, I spoke to her today, and I rubbed her the wrong way, and now she's retaliating. It's a shame that they can use such a very vital system that saves lives of children just to punish someone. <laughs> I am not phased, which calms him down. Because if I'm not worried, why should he be? These kids are with me 90% of the time, 99% of the time. So I know exactly what I'm doing. I hate to break it to anyone, whoever comes for me again, but don't fuck with me. Because you can always bark up a tree, but if you climb it, you got to remember you got to come down sometime. So 
my mood has significantly calmed. We're in day three of recording this one single podcast um, because it is it is an intricate thing. And, and what a wild experience that I just had. We're, we're day three from the experience and I'm 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 still baffled that I disagreed with the opinions of another another whom did not birth my child nor care for them since birth and that led to three detectives and an ACS worker showing up at my door. I mean, don't get me wrong. We laughed. We laughed at the accuser, we laughed at the accusations, we laughed at everything that was going on and and then we were angry that all of us had to waste this time this precious time before the day of thanksgiving um that wednesday night when i still had to go shopping for the food to make for thanksgiving because i hadn't intended on doing thanksgiving but because i'm such a good mom and that's what my kids needed and wanted i made that happen um about 350 dollars in the supermarket later we had enough food for one day Okay, because don't don't even get me fucking started on inflation. You know that some turkeys cost ninety six dollars. Somebody told me that, and then I'm perusing through Shoprite and the mass of zombified retards, um, getting fucking whatever those fried onions are last minute, and I see nine hundred mini turkeys, and I think to myself, I should buy one. That way we could have a little turkey, keep it traditional. And then I thought, how fucking disgusting, how fucking disgusting that they killed all those baby turkeys so that someone could have a fucking turkey. Uh, mini, mini. That that's that's a, a trend. Mini things. Someone does that. Let me tell you something about uh, being a bad mom. I spend the mornings most of the times in my children's rooms, redecorating and cleaning and making it nice and homey. All for them to come home and turn it into a space that looks like I toss them all around with their body, as a certain someone would try to suggest was how I operated by the rapid action I received and not to be Kanye but is that white privilege or black discrimination I can't tell because I kind of feel like I experienced both what a world away from this I grew up I grew up in in a, in a scenario where my foster home my safe place was physically abusing me and here the social worker is sitting in the living room of a person whom ACS has called as a punishment not a rescue What if that hadn't happened and he saved my life that day? How easily I could have been mistaken for a bad mom, just like that, ripped apart in society, destroying my life, and most importantly, my children's minds. Their bodies are resilient the same way mine was through the years of abuse as I was left in the cold to endure, okay? But the mind can easily be corrupted and broken. When the person who called Wednesday morning, the day before Thanksgiving, picked up the phone The intentions were obvious. You can literally ask anyone who has even briefly encountered me, whether on a bad note or not, and they will say, but she's good and she's about those kids. That's that's a hands down, anyone. Let's list my bad mom attributes. I don't mow the lawn because the cats like it tall. Instead, I spend time with my kids. Womp. I don't always do the dishes, and sometimes I make the kids do them, which they normally don't, so I do them. Anyway early in the morning or late at night when they're asleep so they don't know I would rather keep a clean house than listen to <coughs> to the 10 accounts of how an actor I don't know ruined a movie they loved from childhood the same movie I furnished their rooms with bought every toy for and DVD or stream however it was available so they could overindulge on a fantasy while I worked overtime to make sure I could provide these things I could go on forever honestly my entire world revolves around these kids and a cup of coffee don't come for me 
and think I'm gonna put my head down. I don't dig my head into the sand. I dig my toes into the sand so that I'm nice and firm when I fire back. You have fed my ego so far beyond the intentions of ruining my life. You have fed me my war pill. I welcome the judgment. I beg for the attention when it comes to spotlighting my ability to be a mom. This is a war that Russia wouldn't come to fight, and you are now my opponent, and I will die reminding you what a mistake you have made. And just for legal disclosures, I'd like to elaborate on what this war is about. Now, originally, the hood in me thought about purchasing a ski mask and showing up. And I'm not even going to get into what showing up means. It should be pretty obvious. But then I took it down a notch and I remembered the person that I've grown up to be, the person that foster care granted me permission to be. I went through a lot of violence. I went through a lot of torture. I went through a lot of physical, mental, just abuse. Okay, and I know that this is a really serious thing. And after three days of mulling it over, my intentions have definitely grew and developed into something way more productive and healthy than showing up at your job, Um, which is kind of what you did to me. See, I don't believe in an eye for an eye, but I do believe in an eye for an eye if it's if it's reputable so here's here's my plan here's my war plan and i'm i'm gonna tell you my war plan because i'm not afraid of you interfering with it because there's nothing more you can do i don't think that you're smart enough to counteract any of my moves um you've already fucked up you've already fucked up because you you hit a good name (laughs) you hit a good name and now you're gonna suffer that um and that that is a, a pure threat because it's not just you that i'm coming for you're just gonna be the poster child for what I'm about to start. I'm about to start an entire movement. I find it ridiculous that you can call, and I've said this already, I think twice in this podcast, you can call ACS to punish someone, not to rescue someone, and that's that's no longer going to be okay for me. Um, call me American. It don't bother me until it's on my doorstep, but you know what? There's a reason why it ended up on my doorstep, and the fact that I have this crazy some would say delusion that i'm supposed to save humanity that's why i feel like fate allowed this to happen to me uh of all people because i'm always prepared for someone to show up you know why i'm always prepared for someone to show up because every day of my life someone shows up and asks me to prove that i can take care of not only my kids but theirs or them so when kids come to my house all throughout the summer and the winter and they ask for food and water i got it when kids come to my house and they're not wearing a jacket and i put a jacket on their backs i got it when parents call me uh 10 minutes before pickup and ask me to pick up their kid i got it when i watch their parents walk around the neighborhood aimlessly probably on drugs and their kids are chilling in my house i bring them inside and i feed them dinner because i'm not sure if they're going to get it so when i say i'm going to show up that's how i'm going to show up i'm going to show up for the people who get into a tiff with somebody and then gets accused of doing something bad when they didn't i'm going to show up for the people who have been abused by other people with acs now i want to give a huge shout out to acs because i think that they handle themselves properly god forbid my children were in danger they were here in less than 24 hours of that conversation so therefore whenever she called they got to moving and i think that that is exactly what they're supposed to do And they handled it exactly the way they were supposed to handle it. But somebody else probably died while they were chilling in my living room laughing. And that's what needs to be stopped. That's what needs to be corrected. 
there should be some sort of reprimand that if you make a false claim. If you make a false claim and the investigation is unfounded, you should be investigated now. Why are you making claims like that? What are you covering up? What are you deflecting? Let's figure that out. Let's make calling ACS no longer a good way to retaliate. Let's make calling ACS what the fuck it's supposed to be for. And that's for saving little kids' lives. Now, don't get me wrong. I got some conspiracy theories about what happens to the kids that disappear. And that'll never change. Because where are all those kids? Where are they at? Somebody's got to answer for that. But this ain't Ohio, as my son would say. And I want, I want retribution for the people who may have or did lose their kids because somebody decided they wanted to call ACS as a retaliation. We're going to change the game today. We're going to change the game today. And the person who called for me, I thank you. That's where I've grown to in this moment, to a thank you. Thank you for opening up my eyes to the fact that some moms are out here killing it on their own. And I even got stories from foster care of kids that I've encountered whose moms didn't deserve to lose their kids. And that's what I'm about right now. That is my entire goal. That's my war on you. That's how I'm going to retaliate you. Now, you may not suffer any of the consequences of what I'm about to do. But nobody, when I'm done, is ever going to get away with doing what you did again. And you're going to have to live in the shame of knowing that you're the reason why that's a law. You're the reason why everybody's talking about it. You. You started that.